Hi guys, it's your girl Kim. Welcome back to my podcast. Today I have Chris and Sally with me and we are going to be talking about our uni experience as a POC in a majority white institution. For those who don't know, a POC is a person of color. Um, And this is kind of comparable to the kind of American version of a PWI. I think that is, I don't know, my, my acronyms might be wrong. Um, But yeah, introduce yourselves guys. Let's start with Sally. Hey, I'm Sally. I am 21 and I am Tanzanian Dutch. Uh, hi, <laughs> I'm Christina. We've met before. <laughs> uh, and I am Syrian and I'm 23. Um, obviously, my name is Kim uh, and I am Zimbabwean, though I have grown up in South Africa. And yeah, so that's my experience. And now I'm living in Europe. So yeah, that's the vibes um so yes we're gonna go to our first question so our first question is about how did you guys experience like the educational aspect of going like obviously to uni in you know a predominantly like white institution so whoever wants to answer that get it going let's go i can i can i mean it's not too weird for me um being Tanzanian Dutch, like I'm quite familiar with the Netherlands to say the least. Um, also having a background where I was in a school that's quite predominantly white as well. So it's it's not new grounds necessarily. Moving here wasn't too much of a change or a shift too much, I'd say. Um, didn't have so much of the culture shock, but that's not to say there were <laughs> some things to adjust to. I would say being here has made me notice the like kind of the impact that skin color actually has. I was raised in Tanzania, went to an international school in Tanzania um, where yes, there would be comments or yes, it would be a thing, but it was kind of like, it's not that important or Mm. we didn't talk about it so much. So yeah, it wasn't something that I had to actually concern myself with. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's just a thing, you know, like. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Like, I don't know. It just it wasn't really much of a problem. More of like, that's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I kind of relate because I went like I lived in a majority black country, but my high school was majority right. white. So it was a very like interesting thing, like going outside and then into high school and like two Literally. different lives like coming together. Um I would say though, like I think even in the moment, and I think a lot of like black people who did go to my school or even like POC people, I think we like as you get older you really start to notice like to notice the racism and stuff. Yeah. Um I think it was definitely hard in high school, but I think just because the system is much more like rule-based. So we couldn't have braids, we couldn't have weaves, we couldn't have like all these things that were based on ideas that I don't think they necessarily understood. Like, yes, there were teachers who were trying to fight for that and I appreciate them um, so, so much. You know who you are. Um, but more than that, I don't think there was like much. I'm coming into uni, so I'm now living in a majority white country, of which it was my choice. So I get that. <laughs> um, but I do feel disclaimer. like, <laughs> disclaimer, you know, um, I was not forced to come here. But I do feel like the education itself, I think it lacks, like they say it's international, but I think for me, in, like for them, international is European and the US. And that's all we learn. We don't yeah. ever learn about 
other aspects of the world because my degree is supposed to be an international European law degree, right? So it's supposed to be the whole world. But I don't know. I feel like they don't necessarily cater to the whole world, but they do cater to the global north, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely realized this when I came. So like for me, I've been living in Europe for like 11, 10, 11 years now almost. And I've lived in Luxembourg and, you know, white country, white high school, everything, you know, like, and to be honest, I never thought of myself as a POC person. I guess like, you know, like if I, if I dye my hair blonde now, you wouldn't really, you, you can't really tell where I'm from. People think I'm Spanish, Italian, like you don't, you know, like the features, you could never really guess exactly where I'm from, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when I tell you where the name of my country, all of a sudden you have these images of me and my people like, oh, war, oh, you know, or terrorism or refugees, or they came here to like take our jobs and do this. And do this. So like before I speak, you might you might not necessarily yeah. have any idea about about me but then the moment you know where i'm from or the moment you know that i speak arabic or you know all of a sudden or if i'm speaking on the phone and i'm speaking to my mom i can already sometimes feel people like people shift, looking at you, you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah and it's like that was a very interesting thing for me to come here because sometimes that makes people feel comfortable because they don't know where i'm from and i guess like i speak english i speak french you don't you might feel too comfortable sometimes to to (laughs) let me know some of your opinions and then you're shocked by where I'm from, you know, and you kind of try to like retreat and you're like, no, 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 like this is not what I meant. Like I'm, you know, but that's what made me like, I came here and I was like, okay, wow, there is a difference. There's definitely a difference between what they think international is. Yeah. Because when they say, oh, we're so internationalized. No, you, you just, you mean that you have non Dutch people yeah you don't yeah. mean you have you know? yeah and we've we i think like throughout through this last three years we really had a lot of conversations with people here about hey you understand that international european is not the same thing yeah. you know and so yeah it's been interesting i've heard a couple of very crazy comments from my professors that are supposed to be you know like mm-hmm. wow a law professor i should look up educated educated yeah. you, know? you know you're in your fucking 60s at this point i'm sorry I'm just say <laughs> at this point you know like so i've heard a lot of comments i've also like experienced many like things like just i don't know i okay, i don't know if this is becoming a bit too much of an example but like you know, like when the whole Ukraine thing was happening, obviously I feel bad for everything that happened and I do, do not wish, as someone who came from war, I do not wish war on anybody. But then I also saw my country go through a lot and I had to go to, to class the next day and not even one person knew about it, heard about it, talked about it. While yeah. for months we talked about Ukraine, you know? So these are little things that I've, you know. Yeah, no. I think the one thing that I, like, have realized or something that of myself that sometimes I need to check myself is that because I think people have this idea of you know people who come from Africa we are like you know remote just supposed to have the accent I am so sorry my country was colonized by the British yeah this is why I speak the way that I do like it's not a choice you know um so I don't know sometimes I feel the need to like I want to show, like, when people talk to me and they're surprised, I'm like, yes, I want you to be surprised because I want to change your idea on what you think, like, Africans are or, like, we are not just this, like, one box, everyone is hungry, everyone is, you know, doesn't have water to drink. Like, obviously, it is true in some cases. Yes, like, I don't deny that. But I feel like there's only one image of of Africa shown that may not necessarily be accurate. So, like, I 
I find myself trying to be an example of that, but not because I necessarily want to, but because I feel like I have to. So like there's certain things that I've done, like being a mentor or like working at like the immigration service department where it's like, I want to change the narrative. I want to be like, we're not all like that, you know, or that we can actually do more than you think that we can do. Like I worked in an all Dutch environment, like everything was in Dutch. Like I had to translate everything for myself. I had to like, you know, work with people who are used to speaking Dutch and like yeah. sometimes feeling left out and like trying to assimilate and trying to learn Dutch as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's been, it's been really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Education is a bit, is a bit weird for me because I feel like, I recently went on exchange to the UK. So um, I'm kind of comparing a lot. I find myself very much, you know, like what does Mm -hmm. our uni do? What does, you know, the other uni doesn't do like things like that. And I don't know. I feel like the uni that I went to really does cater to international students. I think they realize how much bank they're bringing in. First of all, (laughs) And I feel like, Which, by the way, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a and lot. The University of Groningen is sponsored by many countries that I'm not going to start talking about right now. But <laughs> they get a lot of money from not one countries, you know? So, like, yeah, I'll just say. I feel like they don't recognize that to this university, to this country to as this well, country, you know, because yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Obviously, the whole migration thing, like, yes, people have a problem with it. But I feel like, if your country's not producing enough people to replace itself, you you have to get that from somewhere else, you know? Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like they cater to us as much as they promised that they would, that this would be an inclusive environment. I mean, I've had a course where the word nigger was used and I complained. Wow. And my teacher, who was of color at that time, she tried to put it up, you know, the command chain. But they were like, no, we don't want to dilute because then we're like, you know, we're doing politics everywhere. And I'm like, bro, you can't like, you know what is it cut out the word yeah, like put yeah, like a star x even you know like why would you like have it like you know all out there yeah. so i don't know i feel like it's a little bit it's a little bit different you know and i think that's why also for me personally i want the things that i do to add to my africanness i guess mm-hmm. um even my thesis like i had um someone say that like no you should make it more european and i'm like that's not the fucking point. <laughs> like, going with it. I, I did not start writing this for that to happen. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just these like weird little nuances that I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Europeans are more represented and that's okay. Cause it is, it's fucking Europe, bro. But like, to yeah. What you said about language itself being so like, yeah. So I don't know if it's important, but like the way I'm treated differently because I speak Dutch mm. is insane. Like the flip of the switch of like, I'd start a conversation or they're saying it in English. They start in English. I'd Mm -hmm. then start speaking Dutch. And all of a sudden it's like, now I'm accepted. Like, oh, I didn't know. But one is also how surprised you are that I speak Dutch. (laughs) As if it's like, like also better yet, I I could start speaking in Dutch. And then it's like, oh, like, where did you learn? As if, yeah, I'm sorry. I am Dutch. Like, there's no, like, it's not like I had to get myself to learn just to become part like mm-hmm. one with the country is that this is my identity yeah. you are yeah i so think that must be really interesting especially for you because you are mixed right and maybe you don't necessarily cater to what the normal dutch person would consider being dutch but yeah. you are yeah. you know i mean like this is i mean if you want to go into like identity struggles my word <laughs> that is a book's worth like 
you have the one part where you get here and it's like either you're not you're almost not dutch enough like they want this you to fit this picture of like for example yeah still the language example mm -hmm. of like i'd speak dutch and it's like wow your dutch is so good thank you i've <laughs> been speaking this since i'm a child life. like this is so it's like oh it's like you you've learned it so quick that's yeah. amazing and so then there's that aspect there's the aspect of like oh but i was raised in tanzania like it just yeah. it's as if they instantly have this pre-notion of myself of like clearly you're not you're not fully dutch then yeah yeah no i can i can imagine that would be like you know really really hard but guys we have to move on to the second question i'm so sorry like i know that there's so much to discuss but yeah there's a lot so basically i'm going to steer the conversation around um opportunities whilst in uni and i think for me especially because i'm non-eu um the main one is with jobs so i don't know i don't really fuck with the <laughs> legislation that they have but i get it you know trying to protect the, you know their their job market and things like that but it's such an extensive process to like get hired especially i don't feel like in the north that they cater to internationals as much as they would like in amsterdam or rotterdam or something like that um and i don't know i feel like it's very restrictive because you can't necessarily like get a job unless you want to be like a cleaner or something like that. But it's really hard to like go in and like be a waitress or things like that. Cause you need like a permit and stuff like that. And I don't know, I feel like it's not, it's not productive and it very much like hinders you as well. Like if I was to be in the UK, I'm allowed to work straight off the yeah. fact that I'm a student and you know, 20 hours and it's not like a hectic process. And I really appreciate that about the Brits, not the fact that they colonize my country, but I appreciate that <laughs> fact. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like my opportunities as a student within the space that I'm currently in or the location that I'm currently in, of which I will not give it out, um, is very, obviously, duh. I don't want people on my case. Um, it's very, very much limited. And I feel like that's one of the reasons as to why I don't feel like staying here for my master's. I want to go to a more international city. I want a city that accepts people who are from like, you know, different yeah. places. And I know people can be like, what did you expect? You know, you went there for uni. But then at the same time, I had all this propaganda that they're supposed to be like one of like the most international countries Whoa. in the whole wide world, you know? And the whole world was in the marketing for this university. Yeah. yeah. It serves a they raise. They over time. Like, yeah. Wow. Over, the only reason why I knew about this uni is because they came to my country and they were like, you know, advertising the shit. They also came this, to my country. And another. Like, <laughs> you know? Still. Yeah, no. no. But I wanted to say something about like people thinking, oh, like what did you expect? No, that's not right. Like if you think if you're a person who's sitting at home and like, oh, but what did you guys expect? You come to the Netherlands. We live in an international world right now. It's interconnected. There's people everywhere all the time. So this whole like, what did you expect? This is an old-fashioned way of thinking. Like yeah, that. Uh, in so many countries, even in European countries, an international student that gets a visa like visa to study also gets a visa to work yeah it just comes as it you know it may be not a full-time job but you will make job. decent money except yeah. in the netherlands like this is not this is not this is such yeah. an old-fashioned way of thinking that is not yeah. supposed to happen so. but i also feel like i think chris you can expand on this but like as a european do you feel like you are included within the job market or it's also hard for you because you may not speak dutch or i was gonna say that like okay obviously it's not as hard as it is for you mm -hmm. because I, I they don't have to apply for you know they don't have to like apply for a visa not a visa sorry like a, a permit, permit yeah, yeah, yeah a permit, permit for me 
But I definitely think that the jobs are very, very much limited because I don't speak Dutch. And and not now, I don't want people to think, oh, but do you want to work in like some company or something? No, that's not. Because I've heard yeah. people say like, yeah, even waitering, bro. Like even the smallest things sometimes, like the only job that took me was Burger King, you know? Yeah. And like I've I applied to literally hundreds of restaurants, of closing shops, everywhere, everywhere, you know? And and for an international city, like if you didn't come to Grand, everybody speaks Dutch on you know, not Dutch, sorry, English on the streets. So like, you know, like this is an international city. There's so many international students, unique people who also speak English. Yeah. You can't have only this and only that. So for them to expect everybody to speak Dutch, and I definitely think it's very restrictive for sure. Yeah, yeah, it that's is. the thing that helped me because I have Dutch nationality as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that very much was a factor when I was employed that I, for one, was a EU national. And being able to speak Dutch, I think, was very much the reason that I got the job that mm -hmm. I did. Because they, even like while I was working there, I would say, like, I have friends who need a job because they yeah. were literally looking for people, like, yeah. struggling to find people. This was right out of, after COVID, like, mm -hmm. when they're opening up again. So, you know, no. a lot of customers, it's busy and we need more employees. And yet, like, you're not, desperate yeah. for employees and yeah. yet you're not willing to go through the process exactly. of, working out the work permit was yeah just not just the work permit like there are people who have like i'm like i'm saying like me you know it's just the only problem is that i don't speak dutch you know and it's like but do you understand that there's so many people who come to your restaurants who don't speak dutch and there's so many times that i've been to restaurants and i've been to closing shops and i was just looking for one person to speak proper english like no yeah. offense but at least to have a proper conversation and i couldn't find them yeah so what you yeah, know it's it's a bit but i feel like these opportunities extend more than just a part-time job and again i'll refer to my exchange experience um they are way more geared when it comes to the internationalization of things mm. um they make sure like if you're an international student because again they recognize how much money you're putting into the university of which they i think the fees are like 20k plus and this yeah. is british sterling pounds dude like it's insane but they have the whole if you want a graduate visa after you, you know, after you graduate and stuff, yeah. so you can stay and look for a job. And of which they do have that here in the Netherlands, but I've never heard it from the uni itself. It's because mm -hmm. I search by myself and I'm yeah. like, okay, what can I do after I finish? Things like that. Mm -hmm. They also have um, internships. They have like fairs where like businesses come to the school and like, yeah. you know, you network and you get an opportunity to actually talk with the people who might be like your future employer. I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't think it's just maybe not only for internationals, but I think for students who may want to actually, you know, live their lives here and things like that, it's very hard to access the market from the university that we're currently at. Yeah. And I speak about this because when I look at other universities in other cities, they have all these things where like you are connected to yeah. businesses and businesses are open to having, you know, non-Dutch people and Dutch people. And it's like a very like, integrated or like kind of setting you know so i think that's one of the things that i primarily was disappointed by which is why i am deciding to leave that's like mm -hmm. the biggest the biggest you know the it's biggest thing for definitely me definitely a factor that was <laughs> taken into play i don't know if it's if it's relevant or if it's really the same idea but 
at the same time still with the UK I don't want it to be like painted as this it's not perfect perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not perfect because like I don't know the one thing that comes to mind is that while I was because I went to Edinburgh for my exchange experience and um I had the one moment where my family wanted to come visit and I was stunned by how hard it was for my mom who was Tanzanian nationality for her to get there mm-hmm. was insane like the barriers they put up of her just getting just a visa to get yeah. there just because, like, if you're an EU national, I thought I was, like, I had my papers ready. You yeah. want to see my ticket, my my stay, you know, yeah. all this information, I had it ready. But they're, like, oh, you're an EU national? That's it. That's all you need. My mom had to go through checks. Yeah. She had to prove that she's not a terrorist. She had to yeah, check upon check upon check. So it's actually insane how limited or, like, all these barriers that they put up mm-hmm. but then again yeah sorry it's like it's a bit off yeah. topic but no i get it i get it i think like even going on exchange was really hard because i had to do the whole visa thing my passport was not with me i couldn't do much yeah. um but i think but i think like once you get there i feel like it's a little bit easier like if i was staying longer than you know the six months i would have been allowed to work but because mm-hmm. my exchange was shorter than that i couldn't you know um but i don't know i feel like the space that i'm in right now just does not cater to the fact that I want a career after this. I mean, if you want to be a PhD student, go ahead, do that. But if you want something other than academics, I feel like it's really hard. Yeah, our uni is definitely not a place for people who who actually want to work after. And like we've expressed it to teachers and professors so many times. But we don't even have like real lawyers who come and teach, you know. Like it's very no, rare we do, sometimes. we do, but like do. practicing lawyers, not that many. Like most of the times, they're academic, and and look, so much respect. Like if you can do a PhD, I genuinely respect you. But like, I also want to hear from the real world. I also want to hear from a real female lawyer who is working right now. I think like, I can still remember one working group teacher that we had that you you know was actually a practicing lawyer, and it was amazing to hear from her because. I don't want to, I don't necessarily want a PhD. Not everybody, most people actually in the course do not want a PhD. Yeah. But I think the biggest problem that comes, like if we want to tie back the whole POC and academic, I think the fact that we don't have many or at all representation, representation yeah. in our own establishments, whether yeah. it's high up or even on, on the professor levels, on the like, you know, the workers. I went to the UK for like, again, not to like, you know, say, wow, the UK, because there's a lot of bad things as well. But I went there for four or five months and I saw more brown women working and black women and black men and more POC people working and professors and, you know, directors and all of that than I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah. I had one woman who taught me who was white. That's it. Everybody else was POC. You know? I would agree with that to the extent of while there are yeah academics or yeah experts in their field, representation is one thing that yeah. is missing. Because in during our whole stay here, I think yeah agreed. It's one working group teacher who was a person of color as well. Otherwise, it's mainly been white males yeah. who have come and yeah. taught us and straight males if you want to be you know like political. Really, really. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, the representation is something that's been missing because. It is the small yeah. things of just seeing someone there mm-hmm. who's giving you this knowledge. And you're like, damn, if you can get there, I can get there too, you know? And I also think it also has to do, like, obviously this is, you know, powers beyond us, but it has to do with 
the kind of people that the uni hires as well, you know? Like, yes, obviously make space for the, the, the people that you've always been making space for. But if you do want a truly international education, if you do truly want to make sure that people come to your uni and they feel like they belong and they feel yeah. like, you know, their dreams can be seen and can be realized, you kind of have to work on the hiring department. Yeah. Like, I know the history department is hiring, like, more... um like African scholars and things like that, which I find is super, super dope. Um, and it's a lot more representation and things. But I feel like, I don't know, the whole uni is kind of behind on that. It's very much yeah. behind. And I just I don't want people to like hear us and be like, oh, so you want to like Europe is is white and you want to replace us or whatever, because I know some people get triggered by this or like they get took it by the idea of you must hire like POC women, uh, women and men or, or more women. The problem is if you're not consciously making the effort to genuinely include POC men and women and more women as well you and non-binary and folks non-binary, yes and just yeah but we have to say because I think women are usually left out of the conversation but if you're not making a conscious decision and if you're not enforcing this idea on these establishments they're simply gonna forget about us and they're yeah. not like and this is gonna happen exactly what's happening in our university right now so yeah I'm so sorry, until our world is 100% equal and it's 100% everybody gets the the same opportunities, until then, we are going to enforce our places yeah. and we will make space for ourselves and yeah. we will open the doors to people who look like us because that's that's the only way that you disturb the system, you know? Love yeah. to hear it preach. <laughs> preach. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're not going to take a turn into the more like social side of things, a lighter kind of side. So yeah. So yeah, so the next part is about our social life. So making friends, did you feel like you belonged in the uni, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm like open to hearing your, your thoughts because obviously I have thoughts, but I'm going to save them for later. <laughs> belonged? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think my first year was such a struggle because I was really like, I was trying to look for people who look like me and mm-hmm. who spoke my language, you know, yeah. and obviously I, I was open to meeting everybody, but I really, I felt really homesick mm-hmm. and I felt like most people didn't like coming from an Arab background. It's hard to fit in somehow in the sense of like, either you're just going to have to embrace the white, the whiteness and mm. just like the Western ideology and you kind of have to put your own thoughts and your own beliefs aside, or you're just going to have to look for people who think like you and who behave like yeah. you. And it's, it's a bit hard and ground. I don't think we have recently, I found out that we had more Arab people than I thought we would. Really <laughs> you know, that's on us for not organizing our own things. But yeah, I don't think, I think it was very much catered for, again, for European students. The lifestyle was very much party, drink, party, drink. Mm. You know, if you're not drinking and smoking, you're not in. Like, well, if you're not yeah. smoking outside, you're not making friends. So for somebody who's like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm down for a drink. I'm down to dance. I'm down to do all of that. But it's not really my lifestyle. I want to sit down. I want to have deeper conversation, deeper friendships, you know? I want to talk about things that I can relate to, especially because I was in a student house. And, you know, Kim can elaborate on that. But <laughs> the, I, ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto! Uh, I think me and her definitely struggled because nobody was like us nobody mm. thought like us nobody behaved like us i think we were kind of the odd ones out just funny enough but uh we were also blessed because i definitely think god really does send you people when you're at your Absolutely. lowest and when you're at like alone so i think the three of us we've known each other from the beginning yeah from the get-go, from the get-go and here we are <laughs> yeah so yeah 
I mean, Sally? yeah. So again, this falls back to when I was back in Tanzania. I don't know. I've ha- I've always had. I mean, like I said, the identity crisis can go run away back. <laughs> um, but yeah, from no, day one, <laughs> from day one, no, like because being in an international school yeah. like Tanzania, right? Like it was great. It was lovely. Like I went to an international school which was predominantly white in Arusha. Mm-hmm. I went to Moshi, which was then there were more colored people. Sure, but like you saw white students, it's whatever. Yeah. But it was there actually that were I didn't actually think so much of who my friends are based on their the color of their skin until literally like a group of people came to me and they're like, Oh, you only hang out with like white people. Yeah. Mind you, like I don't know if I have to make a disclaimer, but like I have colored friends, but yeah. it's just that hit me so hard of like, oh, like not even thinking about that aspect um so that kind of stuck with me of like I didn't look so much of like I didn't I don't know how to respond really like does that mean I can no longer be friends with them Mm -hmm. whatnot um coming here uh I don't know sadly I uh, went to like yeah first year of COVID wonderful (laughs) but like I was in my own house so making friends was a bit hard to say the least um but uh, like you said, God literally blessed me with Kim. I met Kim through our first working group. I'm smiling. <laughs> I know you can't see it. Absolutely blessed. Um, and it really just went from there. I didn't really think too much, but kind of kept that with me because yeah. it struck me so much when someone mentioned that while I was back in Tanzania that I didn't really, like I, I more chose to just be like, I just make friends who, who I want to be friends mm-hmm. with. It's really not about the color yeah. of skin. As long as you accept who I am as myself, we're great. Yeah. We're like, you know, we can, I don't know if I can swear, but like we can <laughs> fuck with each other. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I haven't necessarily had the issue of like, I do want, I do make it a thing of having friends who are both, yeah, just of all races, colors, yeah. shapes, sizes, just. Yeah, I, I, it just really doesn't matter what color your skin is, yeah. as long as the person is a good person. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But so did you feel like you found your crowd here? I found people I fuck with. <laughs> like, I have very much gone through a curve of like, um, so I had Kim, and thanks to Kim, I also found Blog, which was the best thing for me, because, yeah, being here was different, where at least in Tanzania, I was like, I felt... I don't know, it was like there's more mix. It was actually international, let's say. Um, whereas here I was like, I didn't really I felt kind of out like an outcast almost because it they really made a thing about my skin color yeah. here. That like it's yeah, identity crisis back to that, but that I was too like dark that I didn't fit in with the t- And Sally is not dark, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sally is me if I can. But like very much making a point of like, yeah, you're different. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I was very happy to find that there is a community of people of color. That made me like Yanni, it was so important for my Mm -hmm. like self. I have to say I'm not even black and blog was so nice to me and so accepting to me. Like very accept like my friends, but I got black. I called called I got called blackwashed 
kind of along those lines because all of my friends in first year were just black people and for me exactly what you said about the whole like i don't i don't see i never sat down and was like i'm gonna only be friends with black people you know like it was never a conscious decision i found people that i i was like okay cool people people who accepted me people who never were like oh my god did you come here on a boat like i had questions in first year genuinely people like you know especially europeans but like it was always like oh wow well i used to volunteer at a refugee and i have so many like i know so many syrian refugees my barber is fucking syrian you know did you come here did you guys have internet black people were the first people who did not question anything about me so you know what i'm saying so it's like it's so unfair when people like but sally you're only friends with white people chris you're only friends with black people what I'm we're friends with cool people. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what yeah, I do I do wanna say that I'm I'm happy that you know you mm-hmm. felt more welcome and stuff, but I'm also happy that you felt more welcome. Um I think my first year I was lucky that there were like Zimbabweans and stuff, and like even though I'm not friends with them, they were really like pivotal in the first year. I needed that. Um but I do feel like, and I think this is something that I was saying to Chris earlier today. We just had an exam, by the way. We're recording this during exam season, guys. Oh Anything um, not to study, guys. <laughs> um, but it was the fact that I feel like, I don't think I consciously made the effort to be like, oh, okay, like all my friends are going to be non-white. Mm-hmm. Please bear in mind, I'm dating a white guy, right? So I'm I'm not like oh my God, all my friends need to be black. They need to fit like this mold. Like, I'm not about that. Like, I'm just like, if you're cool, we fuck with each other. But I do feel like when people see me, they, like one person said, like, I was intimidated by you, da 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 like your power as a black woman. I was like, bitch, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, like the, those kinds of comments or like people not wanting to talk with me because they already perceive that like I'm scary or that like you know like kind of not not like angry black woman vibes but more like oh I'm I'm just gonna stay away right but also I feel like that has impacted the way that I I make friends like I'm more conscious about that like at mm-hmm. school I'm very much not guarded but I'm like you will only see the professional side of me mm-hmm. and that's it because I don't feel safe enough to share with you things about me like just about general, like who I am as a person, because I'm scared that if I let that guard down, they could take advantage of me or things like that. But also, I don't know. I feel like, I think people come with this perspective. And for me, I think it's harder for me to make friends with people that are not POC because they will only talk to me if they see a lighter person with me or if they see that, oh, this person talks to Kim. Okay, then I'll talk to her kind of thing. So I think that aspect has made me very very guarded in this degree and i'm hoping that when i go to my next degree that it's not as bad because i don't want people to be scared of me like yes i want to do things i'm driven whatever ambitious okay whatever but i don't want people to be to be scared of the fact that oh my gosh she's a you know a black girl doing things like she's put together oh wow like i want people to be open and i feel like i have tried to make friends especially with white people well, I don't want to say it like that as if I was looking for white people, but I've tried to make friends like with different races, but I feel like predominantly with white people or like white girls in particular, yeah. I feel like they don't, they, they treat me like I'm their, their secondary friend or like the friend that they think about like token lost, you know? Friend. Yeah. The token black friend. And I don't want to be that. Like, that's not, you know, who I am. And also I would say like, even like with guys and I've experienced this both from like, white guys and mixed guys as well black guys i mean i don't not that i don't really talk to them but like yeah anyway um 
but I've experienced the fact that they don't talk to me because they automatically think that I'm looking for a relationship when I have a boyfriend. But then when once they know that I have a boyfriend, they're so okay with like talking to me because they know that I don't expect anything. And I feel like, why are you so scared to be friends like with a black girl? So like you're so scared that she's gonna want to date you. Like it's such a disgusting idea that even yeah. you know that she would be remotely interested yeah. in you like in a romantic way. So I don't know. It's been it's been up and downs. I've had experiences yeah. where people were really racist like at parties and stuff like that. And I'm happy that I had friends that, you know, we took ourselves out of the situation and other friends, you know, that weren't experiencing that also came out of the situation. So but that I appreciate. But I do feel like I have to have a different standard, which is why I'm very guarded at school. Like I'm very like, you know, like straight faced and stuff like that. Cause I don't know, like, it's like, why should you get to know me if you already have this preconceived notion? So most of my energy is, you know, the whole thing of like, I need to prove that, you know, Africans are not all, you know, lazy, whatever, whatever, bad, whatever, whatever. Yeah. About the whole thing of you feeling like, oh, I don't want to be too intimidating and too well put together because I don't want to, like, scare them and stuff. No, you know what? Scare them. No, you know, and matter, matter of fact, fuck them. Like, if you think like this, if you're walking down the street and you see a well-spoken, well-dressed, opinionated, and not an opinionated is not a bad word. Opinionated is a good yeah. term that says that this woman has the right to speak what she does and she's educated enough to be able to talk about things. And if you... If you're a man or a woman and you're sitting down and you're looking at that person and you're like, oh my God, too much for me. I'm scared. It's because you're weak. I'm sorry. You need to go home, work on yourself, become the better version of you and come and have a conversation with that person who's well put together. If these people are avoiding you, if they're not coming into your life, it's because you you don't need them in your life. Yeah, They're not on your level, period. I'm sorry. You, can, you, can, you guys can come for me. I don't care. Yeah, this episode is going to be very controversial, yeah, but it, it's I needed, you know. I do not care. I am there for women, especially POC women, but all women everywhere to be well put together, well-dressed, spoken educated out there to get their bags and if you're sitting in a corner and you're afraid then honey just like yeah. get a blanket wrap yourself <laughs> up or something like you know you know you do not need to change anything about you because the people who are gonna come after you change are not your real friends yeah that's, that's true truth. but it's, it's insane that you have that guard up yeah you know? like it's just a thing that we like it's just drilled in you yeah having that guard up which is insane. Yeah, and I also think it stems from like high school trauma as well because most of my high school came here and I I think I was expected to kind of roll with the crowd, but because they had very racist tendencies, and I'm going to say it out loud, even if they listen to this, because they they need to know. Um and I think I've they do met know them here and I was like, Yeah, I I did not want to put myself in that place again, back just because we can't went to the same high school yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not gonna go through your racist shit. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm too grown. My parents are paying too much money for me to, like, I'm not going to suffer, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, it's these weird thoughts that I have. And I I really did reflect upon it today. Like, obviously, I want to be more approachable. But then at the same time, the people that do come into your life, like, God does place people who come into your life, who see you for who you are. And that's all that fucking matters. Like, if anyone else who doesn't care or who doesn't want to see beyond the racial, like even the racial, the <laughs> racial stereotypes that other people, you know, have of people. So, yeah. But I think, yeah. Any if, other thoughts? If, there is, if you're a POC person or just any person and you're listening to this right now and you're in a university and you feel alone or you don't feel like you belong there, look, like, 
uni gets really hard but there will always be people around you that's yeah. the truth maybe sometimes you need to be a bit more open-minded like me and Kim were talking about this today I never had really like close black friends before I came to Gron mm-hmm. and just not like we didn't have a lot of them in I guess in my high school and I just didn't you know and Kim never like thought that she's gonna have a, a best friend who wasn't black and yet all of us, like, we are very, very, very close and we come from completely different cultures and parts of the world and we relate on almost everything. So maybe just be a tiny bit open-minded, be approachable in the sense, obviously, like, don't change yourself, but maybe just be more be open. open. Yeah. Give people more chances. But yeah. at the end of the day, God will always, always provide you with people. Yeah. Always. You know? Yeah. And I also think that's the thing. Like, you can't come here with a closed mind and be like, no, these are the kind of people I want to be friends with. You know, yeah, things like that. No. Because you actually don't know what's inside a person, you know? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have never experienced certain yeah. people if you're just like, yep, I'm not going to be friends with them. I'm not going to be friends with them. I'm not going to yeah. be friends with them, you know? I agree to be open, but at the same time, that you know where your limits are. Yes. Of course. Boundaries are of course. Boundaries are so important. Because, yeah. wow. Don't put up your boundaries. People will walk right over yeah. them. Learning how to put up boundaries is very hard, but very necessary. It is. Yeah. It is. Necessary. I think I actually did an episode on that. <laughs> um, it took me a long time. Yeah, no, yeah. you really have to do boundaries. Yeah. Like, I personally, I don't think I would be friends with someone who has a racist tendencies. Because if you accept me because I'm, like, that kind of black person, like, mm. then, bro, it's, like, kind of, like, fuck you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> No, like that doesn't work yeah. for me. Or like someone who's like, I don't know, like you know, like girls who date racist guys, and they're like, no, but I'm not racist, but your boyfriend yeah, is. He is, yeah. I don't know. That's like a whole nother conversation. But I think it's a great diversion into our last question. So the last question is the juiciest one. So if you have stayed with us long enough to hear this, congratulations, welcome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the last part is about just dating in general, especially in a predominantly like white city. So I want to ask, like, how were your experiences with that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, yeah, I haven't really been looking so much for it. Like mm-hmm. Tinder, sorry, it's, it's a horror story, place to be. especially in the northern. <laughs> Like, yeah, no. Ugh, oh. Online dating room is a scary place. I it is. Know. It is. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Give like, me zero, ma'am. Yeah, but you really just—you got lucky. She, she was like, I really like genuinely. I, I, okay, that's when they say some certain thing are just meant to happen. I really believe like Kim and her boyfriend are just meant to happen because whether they they met online or didn't meet online, they were gonna end up together anyhow. Somehow. I believe it. I know it for a fact. But if you're not Kim and you're in the dating world, (laughs) maybe it's not meant for you because it ain't meant for me. That's for sure. No, Chris has had some interesting experiences. Like, let us know. Come on. Come on. We want to know. The world wants to know. First of all, in first year, I was really like, you know what? I came with so much energy. I was like 20, 21. I'm not that old now, but I feel like I'm older. (laughs) 
And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to date. Like, I'm just going to date. I'm going to explore. I'm going to meet new people. I downloaded Tinder. That was absolute horror. I had people say, like, insane things about me, which is, like, not about me, but to me, you know? Like, yeah, like, I've never had an Arab girl before. Like, I just want to, like, try with an mm. Arab girl, whatever. And I was like, I want to experiment. Experiment. You're so exhausting. Exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> exhausting is facts. I'm oh, exhausted. But you know, and then I went to Bumble. And even though people say like, oh, the woman makes the first step, so she has control, this crazy girl. Like in the city where scary. we're in, first of all, I don't think I'm people's types here. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I'm fine as fuck. But she is. <laughs> but I don't think I'm people's type here and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm okay with not being everybody's type. No one is everybody's type. But the amount of men that I went on a first date, because I've never never goes after that it did go with one well, it did go with one and then he turned out to be the most racist sexist guy i've ever met mm. they all either they're just bored or they just like they really just want to experiment like they're just intrigued yeah and they've never spoken to someone who's not dutch or, or white and they really like they they already know you're not their type but somehow they're still wasting your time and they're still coming you end up paying for the date as well because you know they're cheap as fuck <laughs> i'm sorry that's the truth oh my god i'm deceased uh, <laughs> like that's a whole other episode dating in the west bro uh, but i've heard some insane things <laughs> i've been on a date with a guy who was like yeah i love going to greece on a holiday you know first of all he had such a hard time understanding that just because i'm middle eastern does not mean i'm greek but anyways uh but oh my god the people that are so loud and they're so like ghetto but like the country is so pretty but the people suck and i'm like okay love love that wow then i went on another day none of my dreams <laughs> i went with a guy who's like literally word by word i'm quoting right now he was like oh i would love to be and this is a white dutch guy i would love to be a black man and i was like a black man in this world you're saying you would love to be a black man in this world he was like and that was during the whole um george floyd era times and damn times. yeah so i was like so you would like to be a black man in this world do you think you can handle it and he was like yeah they have big dicks lord i would like to confirm that that is not true <laughs> oh my god but you know what i'm saying for him a black man it's just a <laughs> no. Lord. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was so shook. I did not know what to say. Yeah. And then I was, we were talking about like I don't know, like finding jobs and all of that. And I was like, yeah, well, as a POC woman, I feel like I definitely would have a hard time finding a job here, but it's fine, whatever. And he was like, you know what? Like sometimes I'm just so, I'm just so done with like women and just black women and then Arab women and all these women like and gay people taking jobs like as a straight man and just so hard for me as a straight white man. I can't find a job anymore. Like I can't say anything anymore. I'm so scared all the time. Is that the truth? Swear to God, word by word. Wow. And then after this is like, uh, so like um, we've talked for a while now. Are we not gonna have sex? literally and i was like uh not no really no 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 no. <laughs> no no we don't do that over here so that's been my experience it's been shit if you're wondering i am single and if you're like a six foot plus black brown man come my way just <laughs> <laughs> throwing it out there chris is being really really you know yeah, out there really but we we respect the game we respect the game um 
so for me personally like obviously i'm in a long-term relationship now but before then it was it was really fucked like i came to uni i wanted to have fun but i felt like most of the guys i was dating okay look we're in a predominantly white area most of the material is you know you gotta work with what what you got right um most of them i felt like i was an experience for them and they just wanted like one and done. And like even the first dates and stuff were like a little bit weird and stuff like that. I had this one guy who was like, Yeah, I love NBA. I love this. And I was like, honey, I think you got the wrong type of black. Because I, I am not African American. Like, that's the wrong kind of, you know. Um, so yeah, but I do feel like I am perceived more as a sexual object. And not even just by white guys. I feel like even by black guys sometimes as well. Um but I am lucky that I did end up in a relationship where I feel seen like who I am, you know, he, we both want to make sure that our lives are good together. We are team players and this whole thing. Like, I really appreciate that, but I do feel like it is very rare. And again, I don't know. I feel like, especially here, I think like, okay, I know everyone says like, I have a preference, I have a type, but the underlying logic behind that is very racist like let's just be honest like you know or like the how like even like black guys like i don't want to i don't want a black woman because like she's too loud she's too opinionated she's too da 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 and i was like bro but your mom is your grandmother was your sisters are your cousins are like so what are we talking about what are we so what's the vibe you know like so yeah i think in that aspect it's a bit you know it's a bit dead and i won't lie like i feel like the online dating apps damn man it's a struggle i don't miss that shit one bit i miss swiping for fun but i do not miss the whole you know hopefully like hopefully trying to find someone and like making it work because that's i think it's it's the ghetto but i also think it's the area that we are in because i I feel like if you go to more no like international cities i feel like they're more open and people don't have like this stereotype or like they don't want to fulfill their fantasies you know things like that so i don't know yeah. I hope it gets better for we y'all. I'll update you guys in a year. We'll I, mean, I, I will update you guys. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, no. But Sally, what about yours? You haven't said much. I clapped it, that. Well, no, okay. To be fair, like, I was almost as quick as I entered the online game, I was out. Like, it's just, it was in a, it's a scary, when I say scary, it's a scary world out there, man. So I was out quick. And then, like, the hopeless romantic in me was like, let it happen, you know, out there, like just a random bump in the street, you know, picks up my books, Lord knows, but let it be like a real thing. Sitting in a cafe reading my books. <laughs> you notice me, great, wonderful, let it be this magical tale. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that tale, but it's fine, it happens. Um, yeah, no, like it's the same thing. I was in a situationship of sorts. Mm, um, for her. <laughs> or, I, mean, like, I want to talk to the community in that a, commitment is in a relationship. A relationship, relationship. Yep. okay. <laughs> like, for me, situationship, and it was wonderful, great, lovely. I don't know. It was. It did. It is something that I picked up. You know, like I was very aware of. Like I wasn't sure if he was into me or if it was like an experiment type of idea. I just want to try. I just like want that I, flavor just for a little yeah. bit. You know? just, but that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten while I was here, like living here, is that I now question whether they're actually into me or if it's very much that yeah. idea of I like, have this feeling. is it yeah. my skin color? Is it yeah. the fact that I'm not something you're used you to for, yeah. that that's what draws you to yeah. me? Yeah. Which is like, it's a sad thing, but it's just, that's just 
I think it's something that you have to be conscious of, right? Like, if you're outside of what you're used to or, like, your main country of origin for you, you have two countries of origin. So, um, yeah, but, like, if it's something that you're used to and then you come out, obviously you're going to think about that. You're going to be like, uh... But what is this really about, you know? And I'm I'm happy that I'm with someone that sees me for me. Like, yeah. yes, I am black. He sees that. He acknowledges that. Whatever. But we talk about like racial issues. We talk about a lot of stuff. And I think it's necessary to have those conversations so that you don't yeah. put yourself in a situation where, like, let's say if you ended up dating that guy oh and you had feelings for someone who wants oh to have a black God. dick, I like know, that was. I don't know. No, me. I ask serious questions from the get go. Like I am not, you know, I'm not about to sit here and waste my time on you. Like, no, thank you. No communication is communication key. is yeah. No, let me. I want to know what you think about many topics. Like I want to know who I'm talking to. You know, yeah. as a person, I don't need you to. I don't want to hear about your day and the weather and all of that bullshit. You know. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Shut up! Like, like. No. <laughs> Dating is the pits, man. Like, it is... We're in the trenches. That's all I going to say. Yeah, no, but I, I will say that for those who do want to find a relationship or who yearn to be in a relationship... Okay, not like yearn, like you need it, but if you do want to be a, in a relationship, too, yeah, yeah um, it is possible. Obviously, it takes a lot... Hard, like, it's a lot harder as a POC woman because we are women. That's what we identify mm-hmm. as on this mm-hmm. podcast right now. Um, Outside the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> No, no, she didn't mean it. She did like, not. On this podcast, we're women. <laughs> I just want to say, FYI, we're women on the podcast and outside the podcast. I mean, I'm just saying that so that, like, people who, yeah, who yeah. may not identify oh, as women jokes, or, like, yes. you know, non binary or whatever, oh, but, like, because okay. we are women, we're speaking from that experience. Don't get me <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like it's it is like a a weird but interesting process but it is possible yeah obviously it will be harder but it is possible like it's not like worldly or like something that's like you know oh my gosh it's a magic kind of thing you know i also think you need to be realistic with yourself and you need to be like what am i looking for because i Mm. think in the beginning when i came here and it's fine like i was you know was a baby i wanted to just have fun and mm. experiment and just do do things that i wasn't you know i never done before whatever so at that time okay whatever i talked to people i tried it it wasn't it wasn't for me i went in out of situationships whatever now i'm in a stage in my life where i have friends who are getting married i have friends who already have kids guys like, it's not me it's it's not it's me not kim but you know as an arab person we do tend to get married early on and you know so anyways i i think i'm in an age where now i'm thinking okay i have a year left to finish my studies i'm gonna be working i want a serious thing like i want something that will end up in marriage because that's what i want i want marriage i want the family i'm you know i'm not 17 anymore i don't want to hear about your dumb stupid things i want to i want to see what you're doing i want to look at your ambition you know i want to get to know you as a person so if you are in the situation where you don't really know what you want and you're struggling and all of that, take your time. I've been single for a while now. This year has been honestly one of the best years for me as like personal growth because I took time. I read books. I talked to people, talked to friends, talked to so like just did so much healing so much. Like there's so many necessary things when people say you'll only find love when you've like loved yourself. I know it's uh, so cliche, but it's so true. <laughs> it is genuinely so true. No matter how hard you think it is, imagine how it's like if you can't love yourself and you're not okay with yourself and you can't spend a day by yourself or go have lunch by yourself, how do you think this person is going to do all of that with you? Like, yeah. 
So take time. If you want to fuck around and live your best fuck life, around. fuck around. I, I'm know? not going to lie. I am one of the biggest supporters of people who have hoe phases. And I'm not Go saying hoe it. phases in the sense that like you catch STDs and yeah. no, we're not talking about that. You know, yes, the safe kind of, because I feel like, especially like as women, we are so restricted in terms of how we can express yeah. our sexuality and things like this. So if you want to do that, do go that. ahead, fuck around. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But if you're also in Europe, like me, and you feel like there's a lot of pressure to actually do that from yeah, don't. the West, and you might not be Western, and you might come from you know a conservative family, and you might just not agree with a lot of things that they do, which is fine. It's okay to be you. It's okay not to want to have uh, an active sexual life. Yeah. It's okay to wait till marriage. It's okay to want to have sex with one person. Yes. Just because you're in the West does not mean that you're Western. Does not mean that you have to bring into life these ideas that you don't believe in. Just because change your values. This is exactly yeah. what happened to me. Genuinely, I I came to uni and I already knew like what I stand for, but because everyone around me thought that I was like sexually repressed and like I am not like you know free and I'm Arab and it's so scary to date an Arab girl because you know you can't they they're not allowed to have sex and this and that is like. I was so, I, I tried to battle it so much and I was like, no, me, I can't be like this. I shouldn't think like this. I am like this. I'm okay. You know, if, if I'm not your cup of tea, I'm not your cup of tea. You're not my cup of tea anyways. I'm looking yeah. for wine, so it's fine. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be you. It's okay. Take your yeah. time. Live your life. It's fine. Yeah. But I do also want to add the fact that I don't think expressing your sexuality is necessarily like a western idea because there are cultures if you like look back into yeah, the yeah, history yeah, sorry, yeah. and even like obviously like think about where the word missionary came from yeah. it's because missionaries told people that that's the right way to have sex kind mm -hmm. of thing but i feel like all are like all cultures they have expressed sexuality before yeah and especially i think it's in either like uganda or kenya please correct me if i'm wrong but they even have this practice where like a man has to please yeah. a woman and like yeah. if they don't like you next yeah. next no, no, no. next I so mean, yeah it's just that for the culture that i come from mm -hmm. we have just different like yes we express our sexuality in a different way uh I, bro but there's so many arab people we have sex i'm just saying people fuck because there's so many of us i mean so, maybe not chris but yes no if, if you're my mom it's not me <laughs> Right now, Very much. no, but like you know what I mean. There's just there's different values. values. Exactly. Yeah. There's different. I'm not saying that Arab girls don't have sex. No, that's not what I'm saying. Or Arab guys, or whatever. Like they do trust. If you look at the streets, you see them out there. But it's just the values. It's the way that you go about it. I'm not saying I'm waiting until marriage, or I'm not waiting until marriage. I'm not giving, and I'm not saying any of that. But I'm just saying, just because your values might be different from the way that society around you. And when I said the West, I just meant that because I live in the West. Just because they're different does not mean that you have to change them. Like, yeah. don't feel social pressure because I think I felt social pressure so mm. much, you know? Yeah, no. I think my parents were really good in the sense that they were like, you are who you are. Be who you want to be. Yeah. Obviously, they still come from, you know, Southern Africa. So there is an element of conservatism. But for their standards, they're yeah. very liberal. The they fact are, that I have, I you know, a boyfriend that comes over, you know, to Zimbabwe and everything like that. They like, I mean, you know. But I mean, yeah, I think you just have to be who you want to be, bro. Like, discover who you are. Obviously, in a safe way. Let's not be, you know, spreading things around or getting things. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Sally, do you have any other things to say about, like, how you experience dating or? Mm, I mean, okay, we have to be, like, 
my silence is more because I'm I'm not very much into the dating world so much. Yeah. In the sense of what Chris was talking about, I so highly praise finding yourself first because I so much was into looking out there, looking for like finding the ideal. I mean, what you have is the goal, you know, finding <laughs> someone who understands Thank you. Guys. you I mean, we have you. issues, but we work through them. Wood. <laughs> finding a person for you. And I was so into that of like, okay, just go out there, whatever. Like dating is great, but like, I didn't actually even know what I wanted for myself yeah. and where I am with myself. So I really, yeah, very much of like, I want to figure out myself mm -hmm. first before yeah. I actually put myself out there because I tried, but then I'm like, as if I'm almost advertising myself and I don't even know what I'm advertising in yeah. a sense yeah. with the online dating world of like, okay, what are your interests? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. what are my interests? Like, let me get to know myself first yeah. before putting myself out there. Yeah. I do have to say though, um, I forgot to mention this, but I do feel like maybe I am more sexualized also because of my certain like body type as well so like people might find that attractive some people might not so i think that's also like another added element but if you check my podcast that i did with charity my episode that has a lot on that yeah. yeah but i do have to say this was a great episode i'm so happy that my friends you know <laughs> decided to join me on like a spur of the moment thing and I hope that you guys really, really enjoyed this. We were very honest. We were very we really were. We're bare. Getting canceled. Guys, we're still in the West. We need jobs. Don't cancel I'm not us. saying Europe is a bad place. It we is not. We love it out here. It has benefits. It has benefits. Yeah. Well, so. Get me a passport, a degree. I'm so grateful and thankful. Yeah, no. So we're not like, you know, completely shitting on it. I think we're just being honest about yeah. our experiences. And I feel like our experiences are valid because we go through them and there needs to be more voices on like 100%. the totality of our experience, you know? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, if you have any thoughts, feel free to message me. All of the links are in my podcast. But like I always say, have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good life. Bye. Bye. Bye.